0: We interrupt the program now in progress to bring you a special report. Here are the highlights this morning. From the WPGU News Desk, here's today's headlines on WPGU 1071 Champagne's Alternative. From WPGU News, I'm Josie Alameda. Today is Monday, November 13th, 2021. Champaign police responded to three shootings within around four hours of each other between Saturday night and early Sunday morning. On Saturday at nearly 9 p.m., police received reports of shots fired in the area of North 5th Street and East Bradley Avenue. A 19-year-old male arrived at a local hospital with a gunshot wound to his left arm after reporting that it was a result of a drive-by shooting. A little more than three hours later, a 29-year-old man was shot in his lower left leg during a fight on the 100 block of North Walnut Street, according to a preliminary investigation. Just around 20 minutes later, shots were fired on the 700 block of Hollycrest Drive. A 22-year-old male suffered a non-fatal gunshot wound to his left arm and a graze to his stomach after unknown individuals fired shots in a large gathering and fled in a vehicle, according to the preliminary investigation. Champaign police say it is not known whether the incidents are related. At least six states are still dealing with major damage from a series of tornadoes this weekend. Multiple areas in central Illinois were hit by the storms, including Mattoon, Springfield, and the St. Louis area. On Saturday, Governor J.B. Pritzker visited the site of an Amazon warehouse that was destroyed in Edwardsville, killing at least six workers. The string of storms dealt the majority of its damage in Kentucky, where at least 80 people died. Kentucky Governor Andy B. Shear said the severity of the storm is unheard of in the state's history, adding that the largest of the tornadoes may be the longest continuous touchdown ever recorded in the United States causing damage over more than 220 miles. The National Weather Service is still in the process of determining whether that is true. A Starbucks in upstate New York has voted to become the first branch of the chain in the United States to unionize since the 1980s. The move was organized by Starbucks Workers United, an affiliate of the service employees International Union based in Buffalo. The decision to hold a vote about forming a union has apparently brought on an increase in mobile orders. This Thursday, votes were tallied and 19 out of the 27 staff members voted to unionize. The last Starbucks union in the U.S. was shut down in 1987, when the chain was mostly still concentrated in Seattle. However, the branch might not be alone for much longer. Although another Buffalo Starbucks recently voted against union, a third Buffalo branch is still awaiting the results of their vote. Now, other Starbucks branches are considering holding votes of their own. The Illinois American Federation of Labor and Congress of Industrial Organizations, known as the AFL-CIO, is endorsing candidate Nikki Budzinski for Congress. The AFL-CIO represents nearly 900,000 workers across the state. Budzinski is a Democrat running for election in Illinois' 13th District, which includes Champaign, parts of Springfield, Edwardsville, and Belleville. There is no incumbent running in the district, as current 13th District Representative Rodney Davis is seeking re-election in the newly drawn 15th District. Budzinski has also been endorsed by Senator Dick Durbin, the Illinois Federation of Teachers, the Associated Firefighters of Illinois, and others. Illinois' men's and women's basketball teams were in action at State Farm Center this weekend. The men's team lost to No. 11 Arizona, 83-79, on Saturday. Trent Frazier scored a season-high 27 points in the loss, while Alfonso Plummer added 25 points. Kofi Coburn registered his fifth double-double of the season with 13 points and 13 rebounds. The Fighting Illini men's team dropped to 7-3 on the season and will return to action on Saturday against St. Francis. The women's basketball team beat Butler yesterday, 78-66. Adela McKenzie scored a career-high 23 points, while Demila Brown scored a season-high 16 points. The Illinois women's team improved to 5-5 with the win and will travel to Carbondale to take on Southern Illinois on Sunday. Contributing reporting for this newscast was provided by Jane Knight, Justin Malone, Tarmo Bashert, Laszlo Toth, and Jackson Janes. Our regional editor is Josie Alameda, our political editor is Jane Knight, and our sports editor is Jackson Janes. Our deputy news director is Emily Crawford, and our news director is Justin Malone. For WPGU News, I'm Josie Alameda.